Happy Mother's Day. God bless you. Welcome to Chapel of Change. If you're here for the first time, we greet you with the love of the Lord, and we're glad you are here with us today. Um, we are starting a four-week series today, as Pastor Irene said, and we're so excited. One thing I wanted to clarify, especially if you're just joining us today, uh, Pastor Brian, who's our lead pastor, is actually taking a sabbatical, which starts today for May, June, and July. I will be joining him in June. But for May, we have our assignment cut out for us. And so for the entire month of May, Pastor Kinney and myself will be rotating throughout all the campuses and all the services um, teaching on this series entitled From Pain to Prayer. From Pain to Prayer. And our foundational scripture this afternoon uh, is found in 1 Chronicles chapter 4, beginning in verse 9. So if you have your Bibles with you this morning, which we highly encourage you to bring, open them up at this time and uh, take out a pen or uh, paper and begin to write something, because we believe that when we come ready as a student, God will teach us. Amen. As you turn there, it's interesting to note that these two books... The books of First and Second Chronicles are actually referred to as the books of hope. Did you know that? The books of hope. And the writer of Chronicles had a specific purpose in mind for this book. And it was to, uh, to give comfort and hope to the people of God who had returned to Jerusalem after 70 years of captivity in Babylon. This book served to remind the people of the great victories they had experienced in the past and to keep hope alive for their future. To keep the hope in the covenant God to experience his promises in their life. And the clear implication today for Christians, for you and for me, is that he is still, he is still the God of hope. And what he did before, he can do again. What he did for them and what he did for us, he can do again. That is the hope that we have in God. God is good. Amen. Amen. So today, we're going to look into the life of Jabez for hope. And by the way, our mission at Chapel of Change is to give fresh hope to all people. All people. And so 1 Chronicles chapter 4, verse 9 and 10, I'll be reading from the NIV version, and it says this. Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. His mother had named him Jabez, saying, I gave birth to him in pain. That's right. Jabez cried out to the God of Israel. And this is what he said. He said, oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. There's an exclamation point after that. And then he says, let your hand be with me and keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. And what did God do next? He granted his request. I want us to see hope in the life of Jabez for the next moments that we have together because the, the, the story of Jabez is significant. And I want us to catch the significance of his story. Just at a quick glance, when we read these two passages, we can see that there were at least three things that stood out in the life of Jabez. Number one, 
that he was a man of character. Character stood out. And the second thing that stood out was his name. And then thirdly, it was his prayer. You see, the Bible says that Jabez had character. Where do I get that? It says that he was more honorable than all his brothers. See, what I want us to understand is that up until this point, the writer of Chronicles, he, 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 he was listing this lengthy genealogy beginning in chapter 1 and chapter 2 and chapter 3. And chapter 4, all the way to verse 8. But when he gets to verse 9, something causes the writer to pause. And then he begins to write in more detail about Jabez than he did about those that went before him. The names upon names that he had just, that he had just named the kings and the chiefs and the tribes and the head of families, all of that was good. But Jabez, there he was. And I can only imagine the writer of Chronicles has to pause for a moment because he knew something about Jabez. And he begins to give us some insight about Jabez, that this was a man of honor who was highly esteemed and respected. Jabez had character. But then he also begins in like almost another part of Jabez, like almost in, in, in contrast to the character he had, he also had something else. He had a name. Now, I know for some of us, names, especially in this modern society, may not be a big deal to us. But in the days of the Bible, names were very significant. Names were actually formed from their own words that had a meaning attached to them. When someone went to give a name to their child... It, their, the purpose was to tie their name to their identity. They were basically releasing this name over their child, and that was going to identify them. You see, the, the mother of Jabez gave him a name, and that name was pain. Jabez in Hebrew means pain. You see, for some of us, maybe our name is not pain. But maybe there's another name that we had. It maybe wasn't our birth name, but it was a name that was given to us. Maybe it was a nickname or a gang name. By the way... You got a new identity. <laughs> Drop that name. <laughs> it's not you anymore. But a lot of people are still walking around with those old names, and they like being called those names. I'm not going to name those names. I'm not going to do it, though I know many. But maybe it wasn't even that. Maybe for some of us it was a derogatory name from kids that we grew up with. And this name has stuck with us from our childhood. You know what that is. I know what mine was. But unfortunately, many of us have formed these distorted identities and they've become our reality. And now we're walking like that name that was given to us. But here is the thing about Jabez. Despite his name, despite his identity given at birth, despite his seemingly unwelcomed arrival, despite all of that, his name did not define his future. You know why? Because the God of peace, 
You know the one that destroys the source of our chaos, peace, shalom, the God of hope intervened and, and, and came to, to Jabez with a new meaning and a new name. And he changed his destiny. I want us to capture this today because many of us, we have been living because of that name in some form of pain. And we have some deep pains and we don't know how to get out of them. We, we live with them on our shoulder, on our sleeve. They're in our thoughts. They're in our soul. We can't get rid of them. But God comes to give us hope today like he gave to Jabez. I want us to look a little further into the life of Jabez. And I want us to see why God changed the destiny of Jabez. Something happened. And you know what that was? He prayed. He was a man of prayer. He was a seeker of God's face. He had a relationship with God. And God honored him because of his relationship with God. And I believe that it was because of his relationship with God that he actually learned how to pray God's way. Did you catch that? He not only prayed, but he learned how to pray God's way. You see, when we come to God, we don't just pray for the sake of praying. We pray as Jesus taught us to pray. There's a specific way that God has given us, a blueprint, if you will, to guide our hearts into a prayer life. And he said this in Matthew 6, 6, he, 6, 6, he says, when you pray, say, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. He learned to pray God's way. And I want us to get some insight today as to how to pray God's way. When we look at Jabez, there were four specific prayer requests that he had. The first was, oh, that you would bless me. The second was, enlarge my territory. The third was, let your hand be with me. And fourthly, keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. Just as a side note, that translates also in the New King James Version as that I may not cause pain. And both meanings are at play here. He wanted to be free from pain so that he may not cause pain. Because hurt people hurt people. And he was tired. He came to a place in his life where he no longer wanted to live in the reality of his pain. And so he came to God and he said, oh, that you would free me from pain and that I may no longer cause pain. So what we're going to do over the course of the next few weeks is we're going to take you prayer request by prayer request, one by one, and, and unpack some of this for you so that you can glean some wisdom from how Jabez prayed and how God wants us to pray. And prayer request number one is what Jabez said. He said, oh, that you would bless me. Now, let me share something with you about this first prayer request. It wasn't a passive prayer request. It wasn't just something that he uttered in passing. It wasn't from a spirit of complacency. He was crying to God. He was pleading with God. He was crying fervently before God. And he's saying, oh, that you would bless me. 
There was something in his spirit, something in his soul that was crying out to God from the innermost and the uttermost. He was saying, oh, God, that you would bless me. Can you hear that? Can you feel that? He was praying. This was a fervent type of prayer. A prayer that God would soon answer. And did you know that in James 5.16, the Bible says that the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous person avails much? God is looking for men and women that would enter into his throne room of grace and begin to pray fervently. God says, give me no rest until I complete my will in your life. Jabez began to pray the very will of God over his life. And as a result, God granted his request. So how did Jabez shift from a life of pain to a life of prayer? What caused that shift? Well, there's at least two things that I want to pull from his prayer that took place. And the first thing that took place is that he looked to the word. You know, the word of God teaches us that it's in God's nature to bless his people. Did you know that? And Jabez did. He knew that it was the will of God for God to bless him. And where did he get that? He got that from Genesis. From the very beginning, when God created man in his own image, Genesis 1, verse 27 and 28, he created male and female. Put that slide up, please. Male and female in his own image. And then what did he do? He blessed them. In verse 28, I know I had that slide up at the earlier campuses, but that is what God did. He first created man in his own image, and right after that, he blessed them. He blessed them. So Jabez wasn't just pulling out this wishful thinking type of prayer. He says, God, I know that it is in your nature to bless me. I know that you are a good God. You said, taste and see that the Lord is good. You said, let us give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. He knew that God is a good God. And a blessing, by the way, is the goodness of God being poured out over his people. So he knew that God delighted in blessing him. But there's something else, something else that Jabez knew. Above, above the understanding, above the, the word that God had said, was not just looking at the word, but it was understanding the word. It wasn't, more, it wasn't just about God revealing his nature, but it was about Jabez understanding his nature. You see, anybody can glance at the word of God casually and mentally acknowledge that this is what God's word says. You, you have your Bibles open. You're reading what I'm reading. And you know what God said. But Jabez went further. He went above just looking at the word to gaining an understanding of God's word. That's not just a mental acknowledgement, but it requires us to come to God with our hearts, with a heart of understanding. Isn't that what Apostle Paul prayed in Ephesians and in Philippians? Over and over, when Apostle Paul was writing to the church, this was his own prayer. He said, for my determined purpose is that I may know God. And when we know God, we know his word. 
We know his nature. We know who he is. And so he was coming to God on the basis of knowing who God was. But let me tell you this, that Jabez understood the why behind God's blessing. In other words, he knew why God would even bless him. And I want us to pause for a moment and ask ourselves this question. Why would God bless me? Is what I'm asking for founded upon God's word or is it just wishful thinking? I want to give us some insight into the book of Psalms, chapter 67, beginning in verse 1. Because God wants to reveal his nature to you, and he wants you to understand. And in his word, when we press, somebody say press, deeper into his word, he reveals it. And this, in Psalm 67, gives us some understanding. The psalmist is saying, God, be merciful to us and bless us and cause his face, God's face, to shine upon us. And look at verse 2. He says, that your way. Whose way? Your way. Not my way. His way. He's saying that your way may be known on the earth and your salvation may be known among all nations. See, see, Jabez understood that the blessing was not just about him. It was so that the way of God may be known among the earth and the salvation, the saving power of God may fill the earth. And for that, he was rejoicing because he had known God and he began to rejoice because he knew God was going to bless him because through him, other people would know the ways of God. And so the psalmist, the psalmist continues, let all the peoples praise you. Oh God, let all the peoples praise you. Let the nations be glad and sing for joy. He was rejoicing because of what was going to happen in the lives of others, in other nations. He's saying, for you shall judge the people righteously and govern the nations on the earth. And then he continues in verse 6. He says, then the earth shall yield her increase. God, our own God, shall bless us. And verse 7, he's saying, God shall bless us. Did you catch those two shells? Listen, when God says shall in his word, it's not a maybe. It's not a maybe. He says he shall. He shall bless us. And then get insight number two. And all the ends of the earth shall fear him. Did you catch insight number two? It's so that his ways may be known. And that all the earth shall fear him. Did you know that the Bible says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom? But fools lack wisdom and instruction. Don't be a fool. The word of God is your instruction. He's giving you insight into his word. You want a blessing, understand the purpose for my blessing. You see, Jabez understood this. And today, my brothers and sisters, God wants us to understand the purpose for his blessings. And his purpose is far greater than you and I can think. You see, each blessing that benefits us 
personally is also intended to advance the kingdom of God. That's the purpose for his blessing. Jabez understood the blessing was not just about him. So what did he do? In the midst of his pain, in the midst of his relationship, he began to understand the purpose for his blessing. He began to reach for a life that would be more honorable among his brothers. He began to reach for a life that would point other people to God. And so what did he do? He began to learn how to pray according to God's purpose. He understood the why. The why behind the blessing. Many of us, if we're honest with ourselves. We've been living a frustrated prayer life. And you know why? Because we have not let God diagnose the motive for our prayers. Motive matters to God. Why are we praying? What is our motive when we pray? You know what James was saying to the church, to the body of Christ? In James chapter 4, verse 2 and 3, you know what this man was saying, this man of prayer himself, who they called camel knees James? Why? Because his knees looked like camels, because he was always on his knees. This man of prayer, this man of faith, this is what he begins to confront the church of God with. He's saying, you lust. And you do not have. You murder and covet and cannot obtain. You fight and war. You do not have because you do not ask. I know what some of you are thinking right now. You're thinking, I've been asking. I have been asking. I, God, I'm asking. Your word says, ask and I shall receive. But then he goes on to say in verse 3, he says, you ask and do not receive because you ask amiss. You know what amiss means? Wrong motives. He's saying you ask and do not receive because you ask with wrong motives so that you may spend your blessings on your self-indulgent pleasures. Amplified version. That's what James was saying to the church. Not unbelievers. Believers. Why was he saying this? Because he wanted us to come to a place where we can be real with God and actually let God diagnose the motive behind our prayer. And Jabez was, was, was pouring out this truth and this wisdom to us so that we can understand that when we pray with the right heart, the right motive, then we will understand the purpose for God's blessing. Don't let the pleasures of God's blessings blind you to their intended purpose. The Lord has a purpose for his blessings. And there's many blessings God has. Many, many blessings. And many types of blessings. He has physical blessings. He has financial blessings, and he has spiritual blessings. And in my opinion, the spiritual blessings are the best blessings because they're the type that no money can buy, that no millionaire and no billionaire can buy. You don't buy your way into the blessings of the kingdom. can never happen. But you know, Jabez came to a place in his life where he was finally ready 
to ask God to free him from this life of pain. And now he understood why. God is good. He is. And he gives us a taste of who he is. And sometimes it's just his mercy and his goodness that runs after us. But when we step into this walk, he expects us to have feet, to put one foot in front of the other and begin to walk this walk with him. I want us to do something for the remaining time that we have. I want to call Brother Gerson to the keyboard. And in a moment, I'm going to call Pastor Kinney. Because we believe, I believe, and as the word of God teaches, that there is a purpose for the blessing of God. And I want you for a moment to just bow your hearts. I want you to bow your heads. I want you to close your eyes with no distractions between you and God. Reflect. Reflect upon the word of God. Upon the goodness of God. Upon who God is. And ask the Lord between you and him why he would bless you. And as you lean into the voice of God and the heart of God, I want to reveal from God's word a few reasons why he would bless you. You see, he gives you peace so you can be a peacemaker. He gives you provision so you can help provide for others. He gives you his goodness so you can be good to others. He heals your pain so that you can be an instrument of his healing to others. This is the way of God. This is the purpose of God. I want you to remain in a posture of reflection. And we're going to release a song over you. And we're going to release... A word over you. I'm going to call Pastor Kenny up, but keep your heads bowed. And the distraction at minimum. And here's God's word for you today. His beloved. He says, come to me. All of you who are weary and heavy laden and I will give you rest for your souls he says for I will restore health to you and heal you of all your wounds and he says as a mother as a mother comforts her child so I will comfort you says the Lord we're going to sing over you just receive yes God yes God yes Lord yes God yes God inside of me 
your healing deep inside of me. Yes, God. My God, my God, you're healing. Father, I cry for your healing deep inside of me. Your cleansing healing, your cleansing healing, wash me, Lord, deep inside of me. So right before I, I uh, came out of the office, uh, I took out of my notes what the Lord spoke to me at the 10 o'clock service. For the Lord knew you would call me up here. It was not planned in my spirit. And Pastor, I want to just release that. Is that all right? So, Father, we go back into the throne room again. And what is written on paper has already written in your heart. So we go back into the throne room of God. And whether you're watching online or even in the balcony, let's go back to the room, the throne room in prayer, from pain to prayer. And believe God for the inner health of cleansing, of healing in your innermost being, that he shall bless us. Believe God, and on this Mother's Day, a day to remember that God did an inner healing in you, a spiritual blessing of peace and joy. And Father, out of obedience... I call down the mantle of Elisha that I read this morning in my devotional and you're like the widow and all she had in her spiritual house was nothing but a little jar of oil, a little anointing that is in you. And you hear today and God has released it because you don't know how you're going to make it. This inner healing is for everyone in the sound of my voice. And I speak to the pain of loss. 
for the oil of the anointing will overflow with blessings from pain to prayer and he shall provide for you and it's your moment and you're right now to receive it so I want you to stand to your feet and me and pastor are going to come down and pray for you right now I want you to stand to your feet right now and come right now and pastor and us we're going to go down there and we're going to call down the mantle of healing a double portion Elisha Elijah and Elisha. Elisha asked for a double person. He did double miracles. And we're believing. So in my Bible, I write down the mantle as we pray over you for this inner cleansing and washing because we have the right motive now. And the mantle of God, Elisha and Elijah, is God's succession plan. It is to be passed on. It's a double anointing for servant leadership. It's God's covering. It's God's glory. It's God's anointing. It's God's presence. It's God's grace. It's God's protection. It's God's plan. It's God's miracles. It's God's purpose. It's God's vision for your life. It's God's wisdom covering you. Go into the secret place of prayer and he will reward you openly. And so with, the, with our pastor, we come down in the name of Jesus for this inner healing, for this cleansing, for this washing. In the name of Jesus, in the, watching online, receive it. And we're just going to flow in the Holy Ghost for the inner healing, the cleansing, and the Holy Spirit shall speak the words in the name of Jesus. I'll follow you. In the name of Jesus, even the worship team, lift your hands. Hallelujah. Lift and your as hands. we pray for inner healing, if you have pain yes. physically, we're going to pray for both. Yes. You have physical pain, yes. we're going to pray for that yes. as well. Yes, as you shared that, this is another thing the Pastor Lord put in my spirit. Uh, uh, when we pray for you, wherever that pain is, lay hands on it. As we come by, you lay your own hands on that physical pain. I'm going to follow your lead. We'll just flow. Let's just flow with the Holy Ghost. I want to flow with the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus, I lay Father, the Father, in the name of Jesus, yes. we come to you based on your word that you would heal the brokenhearted and bind up their wounds. May you take every piece of every fractured soul and put it back together and make it whole that your name may be glorified in their life, God. We release healing healing over my brother in Jesus name in Jesus name we release healing over you that the word of God would make you whole through and through and that he would put back together every broken piece of your soul God we ask that you perfect your healing in our midst perfect your healing in our midst we lift up our sister. We ask God that you would pour out your healing virtue from the top to the bottom, oh God. Let the balm of Gilead, oh God, flow with this ointment of healing, oh God, for every person, for my sister here. God, release Release it. Wherever that pain is, put your hands on it right now. Father, 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 the mantle of healing, the mantle, the mantle of healing, we call it down, we call it down, we call it down, the mantle of healing. From the top of your head to the bottom of your feet. From the top of your head to the bottom of your feet. On your knees. Anything, anything, anything. Release it. We release it to you. 
Give her a testimony. Oh, mother, 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 hallelujah. Oh, let us sit. Let us sit. Let us sit. Mother, I want you to sit right here. Just sit right here, Mother. Oh, lift your hands to Him. I hold your ear for a purpose for the understanding for the understanding that he shall speak into your ear in Jesus name in Jesus name lift your hands to Jesus ah. we go to the throne room of God inner healing from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet everything that was spoken against you Everything that was spoken against you, you lying, foul spirit, in the name of Jesus, you have a new name <laughs> written down in the land's book of life. I declare and decree over you, in the name of Jesus, walk in the newness that the name that Christ has given you, my daughter. <laughs> Hallelujah. Come on, put, just put my hand on your head. Father, not my hand, but your hand to touch her for your divine purpose, for your future. Oh, God, in the name of Jesus, because you love her so much. Uh, even at an early age, the joy of the Lord. Yes. Yes, even at an early age. Before you were born, he knew you and called you before you were even born he called you with purpose god bless you god bless you come on sensitive be very sensitive be very sensitive hallelujah daughter god bless you here would you look me in the eyes in the name of jesus because you are wonderfully and fearfully made it's okay, you don't have to understand. How old are you? You're 14, you're 15. You're 15, I thought you was 19. I want you to lay your hands, the two, well, put your hands on her. These two pastors are laying hands on you. You might not understand everything right now, but in the name of Jesus, it's not by accident that you're here in this very moment and that these two pastors are by your side. And I want you, before you leave, to connect with them because they're going to pour into you for your destiny and your purpose. And I declare and decree that you are destined for greatness. Don't settle for less. I declare and decree that you are destined for greatness. Don't you settle for less. I speak to your spirit. Every chain that's wrapped around your mind is broken now. Every chain that's in your spirit that's broken in the name of Jesus. I break every spiritual chain off of you right now. Get your filthy hands off of her. In the name of Jesus, you are destined for greatness. And don't you settle for less. I am now Uncle Kenny, and that's Anastale. We got you. Hey! Tap in, tap in. I want everybody looking up to the heavens. God is doing some inner healing. Some deep cleansing. 
because your motive is right now because you're going to bring peace and joy out of your pain to prayer it's a call from pain to prayer it's a call from God to move from pain to prayer pain to prayer he's going to be calling you he's going to be calling you to move from pain to prayer in other words take it to me give it to me because I got an assignment for you. I'm going to do a deep inner work in you. I'm going to do a deep inner work in you. I'm going to do a deep inner work in you. I'm going to do a deep inner work in you, son. I'm going to do a deep, a deep and inner work in you. For the two shall become one. Ah! Ah! It's going to be a deep 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 work i declare in the decree of you uh, 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 nadia <laughs> i'm not good at remembering names i am not good at, I'm, I'm not good at remembering names but god is taking you from the back to the front for such a time as this and when I saw you you were so humble I didn't even know your name you was in the background I believe it was Long Beach just playing on the piano not to be seen by men and then it was at Long Beach and I was walking out and you were saying I'm about to share my testimony God's going to release that pain for his purpose and then I saw a shift. I said, is that the same person up on stage worshiping in English and Spanish? Lift your hands to God. He's about to take you. I declare and decree it. Come on, Pastor, in the name of Jesus. In the name of yes, 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 yes. Yes, yes. For God's plan and purpose. And I want the pastors to speak over you. In the name of Jesus, I'm gonna come out the way, but in the name of Jesus, I declare and decree, in the name of Jesus, lift your hands higher, because this is a deep work of the Holy Ghost. This is a deep work of the Holy Ghost. And I turn you over to the woman pastor because you're about to be elevated. In the name of Jesus, we dismantle every lie of the devil. We tear down every stronghold in your mind. And we command the lies to, her to be shattered in the name of Jesus. And we release spirit. the truth of God's word over your life, over your identity, over your purpose in this life. In the name of Jesus, we release it over you. May the plan and the purposes of God prevail over you from this day forth in the name of Jesus. And we declare that the truth of God will set you free in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord God, for bringing your truth and bringing your healing over your people today, Lord God. Over all of God's people, Father, every person, God, that is standing before your altar that has come to your throne room of grace. God, those that have inner pain and physical pain, we ask you, Lord God, to meet them right where they are at. And we release, we release in the holy name of Jesus, healing over you, healing from the innermost to the uttermost, healing, healing. Let the hand of God touch you. Let the hand of God touch you. Let the hand of God heal you. Let the hand of God set you free according to his word. And God, we ask you to perfect your healing over your people today so that you may be glorified among the earth and that your saving power would reach the nations. Have your way have your way, Father. Have your way, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. 
Let your presence continue. Continue. Continue to flow from your throne room of grace. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for touching your people today. Have your way in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. God is good. God is good. And all the time, God is good. Well, we love you on behalf of Pastor Brian, myself, and our pastors. We love you and we bless you. And at this time, we're going we're gonna to shift into a spirit of worshiping God. And if you're at the altar, you remain where you're at. We're not rushing. We're increasing our worship. And we're shifting to another level where we can actually thank God from our hearts for who he is and what he's doing for us. I'm going to call up Pastor Martin to lead us in this time of worship through our tithes and our offerings. Thank you. Come on, let's give the Lord some praise. Amen. God is moving. God is moving among his people. And through the praise and the worship of our Lord and Savior, as we transition to worship in our giving, the Bible says that God inhabits the praises of his people. In Deuteronomy 8.18, it says, And you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power. Power. I said power to get wealth. Most of you translate that into money. But how about spiritual and physical healing over your lives? That he may establish his covenant, which he swore to your fathers, as it is this day. Deuteronomy 29.9 says this, Therefore keep the words, if I can say that were spoken over you today. Grab hold of them. Don't let go of the promises of God. Like the woman with the issue of blood, grab the garment of Jesus Christ. Power flowed through and brought healing and restoration in her life. Therefore, keep the words of this covenant and do them that you may prosper. A lot of you think right away money. Prosper in health. Prosper in your walk with God. Prosper in your relationship with Him. In all that you do, prosper. Prosper. As the ushers prepare themselves to receive your worship unto him in your giving. It's worship. It's worship. I hold my tithe up and I declare to God that I'm worshiping him with what I have, with what he's already provided and given to me. I love you, Lord. Because of who you are in my life. As the ushers come forth, I have a few announcements. We have a debit machine in the lobby that you're able to give through your debit card. We have a membership seminar on the 15th. If you are exploring membership at Chapel of Change, we would like to help you and facilitate that for you. That is on the 15th. We have our Kingsmen Annual Conference. How many Kingsmen we got in the house? Let's try that again. How many Kingsmen we got in the house? Amen. Praise the Lord. On the 21st, we will be having our Kingsmen Annual Conference. So please, see some of the Kingsmen and sign up. Join in. Participate in what God is doing at Chapel of Change. 
On the 28th, we have our Women's Abide in-person gathering. See, we don't even got to call on the women. They already know. Amen? Praise the Lord. And we have our discipleship sign-ups. We have them in Zoom or in person. You can get more information in the lobby. Amen? We can give online at chapelofchange.org. Or we can text to give at the numbers that are on your screen. Please, please, let's continue to support the work of the Lord in what he's doing here. Not only in Paramount, but in Carson, in Long Beach, and in Whittier. We are one church. One church. The theme for us this year is all in. All in. I'm all in. Amen. You're either all in or all out. I'd rather be in to what God is doing in this church, in this ministry. So let's pray. Father, we thank you for your goodness and your mercy. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, amen. Be blessed. And remember, moms, we have a special gift for you. There's a pictures that you can take in the back, in the foyer, or, and then when you go to the... Uh, um, to our fellowship hall, we have a gift for the moms. Now, men, if your wife's not here, do me a favor and wait until all the women get something, and then we can get something for your wife to go. Amen? God bless you. Thank you. spirit I believe that God is still working and some of you think that you missed it but you didn't in just a moment the pastor is going to come as we release the blessing and that's you I'm going to ask you to uh, come and they will pray with you and some of you uh, maybe just sit on the front row because God is not finished and before you leave, he wants to pour into you. I just sense it in my spirit. And so let's stand together. The pastors are going to come. You didn't miss it. In the third epistle of John, just stretch your hands and your heart. It says, Beloved. I pray that you may prosper in all things. Mm -hmm. Physically, financially, spiritually. That you will prosper in all things and be in health. Spiritually, financially, physically. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. For I rejoice greatly when the brethren, when the family came and testified of the truth that is in you. Just as you walk in the truth, I 
have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. And so, Father, we lift our hands to you, and we go no further without saying thank you. Thank you for what you've done inside of us today. Thank you for the inner healing, God. Thank you for the physical healing, God. Thank you for the testimony that we will share. We thank you for your son, Jesus, that died on the cross for our sins and now sits on the right hand of the Father interceding for us. Thank you, Jesus. And we thank you for the person of the Holy Spirit that resides in us. And we thank you for the revelation of this teaching. Pain to prayer. And I sense this in my spirit. When you go home, shift the atmosphere. Take the blessing wherever you go. Open up the blinds. Walk through the house and begin just to bless it. Some of you go to the store and get some anointing all in and just sprinkle over to your lawn and, and walk through your house because now you got your motive right. So we go to be a blessing, Father. In Jesus' name, God bless you as you go. Happy Mother's Day. Make sure you get your gift. Again, they'll be here to serve you. Take that opportunity.